All right, what's up everybody? It's John Hall from Wealth Legion, and I'm back with my partner, Mr. J.D. Smith from Hipterus. How you guys doing? What's up everybody? And we're gonna have another candid conversation about our upcoming book coming out August 2nd, titled 100 Questions Black People Should Ask Themselves, A Candid Conversation. So how's it going, Jay? It is going great, man. Um, I'm excited for our uh, book launch, August 2nd. So it's coming. So just been uh, gearing up for that. Been uh, busy building the Hipteris YouTube show and the uh, podcast and just, you know, staying uh, ahead of the game, man. Uh, uh, how's it going over there at uh, Wealth Legion? Man, we're putting in a lot of work as usual over here. Uh, oh yeah, still I working see it. on the. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, mobile mobile app is still under development. So excited to be able to roll that out. I uh, don't have a date yet for that, but definitely working on that in the background. And I've just been putting out a lot of content, uh, podcasts, episodes, adding to the the YouTube channel. Really, just you know, real, practical, actionable, financial, you know, personal finance tips that someone can implement right away. So then uh, we're just really getting good feedback on that stuff too, from people, you know, calling in and leaving messages, you know, testimonials for the podcast. Um, I was extremely thankful to see some of my, my friends that hopped on Facebook uh, just the other day. And I, I put out a, a new podcast and they kind of made a testimonial and you know this is friends of mine that have become extremely successful financially and they kind of you know gave me some some credit as far as the guidance that i provided to them over the years on investments and goal setting and you know they uh, have their own new business now they just open up a food truck um, they are real estate investors that own multiple homes and awesome. so yeah, I think the highest compliment that we can ever receive is it's a testimonial from someone that we've been able to help or, or a referral where, you know, someone that believes in what you provide is going to send someone your way because they're giving you, you know, the trust and respect, you know, in what you do because they know what you provide. So, no, man, it's just been exciting. So we got a lot of things in the works. And I definitely look forward to the next, what, you know, 30, 60, 90 days for what's going to happen with our book. We've got oh, yeah. some huge interviews lined up. Um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too early, but. Right, right. Let's uh, not spoil it. <laughs> interviews lined up. I, I've got some, some great stuff coming. So, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm um, excited, man. And, and. You are, are, are right about that, you know, to receive uh, testimonials and uh, compliments f uh, from individuals that you have helped out, man. And that's the, uh, the greatest, the, the greatest uh, gift, you know, is um, acknowledgement that you touched uh, someone's life. And yeah. that's what our book is, is uh, definitely um, uh, going to do for a lot of people. Uh, because right now we are living in times where 
there are individuals saying like a lot of things that should not be said, but needs to be uh, kind of heard in a way, you know, to, to show the truth. So mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> Yeah, if you oh, yeah, man. turn the news on, there's all kind of things being said. Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? This is mind-blowing, man. Hey, uh, uh, election season, you're right. going to hear all type of uh, uh, truths, you know. <laughs> but let's, let's hope they're, you know, picking up this conversation and they're, they're talking about this as well. So I love yeah. to see uh, these questions in a, in a town hall meeting on – on television and uh, I'm doing what I need to do to, to reach out to those people that would be allies to, to our cause. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is uh very important um, that we get this uh, body uh, of work uh, out there uh, to our uh, leaders in uh, politics and uh, governance and that kind of stuff. Uh, because, you know, um, our people definitely need somebody on that side that is going to fight for uh, our causes. But first, they have to understand how we feel and what we um, actually need, right? Yes. In addition to us um, doing our part to, uh, to uh, move things uh, forward. So I'm excited. That's what, excited. That's what we're doing. So let, let's let's dive into a couple. All right. Uh, let's come up with some some questions that we haven't thrown out there yet. So let's, okay. let's give them something new today. All right. Well, I have a, a, a couple of questions uh, for uh, you, sir. All right. Okay. My first question is, <clears throat> let me see something good. I'm going to turn the heat on. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. So, how often do you consider how your individual actions impact the position of black people in America? Man. <laughs> Heavy hitters, man. That's you. I'm already sweating. <laughs> okay. I mean, my, my answer to that is, I mean, I, I think about it all the time, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I, I remember being 22 and then just getting my foot in the door with entrepreneurship. And so, you know, I knew that for anybody to really take me seriously, you know, cause you know, 22 year olds don't really have any money. Let's be real. You know, I was trying to get to the people that were 40 and 50 you know, mm-hmm. to, to be my customers. Right. And so, I mean, I, from when I was 22, I, I would wear a suit every day <laughs> because, you know, especially being black, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, there's X amount of strikes already against you. Mm-hmm. I'll say coming from a different direction. I'll say, I believed for me to have the best, possibility of having success I needed to project the image of myself of someone that was successful right instead of I mean I guess you know 
dressed maybe in a way that I would have thought was more cool or comfortable. People might not really take me seriously. Like, is this guy really in business? And so right. that's something that I, is on the top of my head. Um, I, I think, you know, I can definitely recall many different times where, you know, you might be like the only black person in the room, right? And somebody will ask a question and everybody will look at you, you know, like, uh, like I'm representing all black people, right? <laughs> like I'm just, right. right. Like <laughs> you're so the ambassador. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, okay. You know, everybody wants to know what you got to say because you're the only one. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I hope I'm answering this question, right? I'm just telling yeah. you on top of my head. Um, I'll come at this from another perspective too. So, okay. Something that I'm always conscious of, right? Because I, I do feel that I'm always representing black people. I mean, when I'm say in a, a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, what's the stereotype? Oh, black people don't tip, right? Right. So I can definitely say, I don't know, let's just say in the last year, just a handful of times, mm -hmm. three, maybe in the past year where you know you had crappy service, you know you had crappy restaurant, food wasn't great, like nothing good about the experience really. But let's just say, you know, you give a good tip anyway, or a better tip than you should, just for the reason that I don't want that person to look at me and then put me in the box of, oh, well, black folks don't, don't really tip. Now I should be like, yeah, you really only work 10% because you didn't do anything. You were terrible. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. But then you go into that other category of, well, we knew they were going to come in here and complain anyway. Right. Cause mm -hmm. that is the thing. Agree. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I understand uh, exactly uh, where you are coming from. Um, I mean, it is, um, it's very unfortunate that we are put in those uh, type of uh, uh, situations where if we uh, have a, a bad day or uh, or uh, tired and, or we're yawning wrong and this kind of stuff and like, you know, and then people from other uh, 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 cultures mean like, oh, well, well, he did that. So they're all like that. And I think a lot of that stems f from um, television. Hmm. You know, I I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's, it, it's like TV's fault in a way. Uh, but because on one end, people see what's on television and they act like that. And then on the um, other end, uh, others see how people are shown through television and they just think like that. Um, and then uh, uh, in person, they have a uh, interaction with a black person. And it's like, oh, well, see, they, they act just like on TV, you know, that, that rap video or, or that uh, movie, this kind of stuff. So I guess it's true, you know? Like, yes. nobody takes the time to sit 
and get to know a individual, right? More and um, um, I can resonate with that uh, because I, I, I will, will briefly uh, take you back to when, when I was 19, right? Um, I'm just uh, starting college and, and I was in a, a, a situation where my uh, business partner, uh, 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 our uh, uh, mutual friend Marlon, uh, you know, uh, he's a great artist. You know that, like, uh, uh, he can like write uh, music and rap and that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah. you know, I was kind of in like a position of of uh, uh, management, right? And he had gotten a great opportunity to go on a national tour with like major artists at that time. And so we had to get a lawyer and um, all this kind of stuff. And uh, our lawyer was this nice, older uh, Jewish lady, very nice, very uh, genuine, down to business, right? And here's me and Marlon, 19, scheduling uh, meetings with uh, tour executives, uh, label um, execs, and uh, I just, just a lot of non-black individuals at a boardroom table downtown, right? And the both of us is coming in there with just t-shirts, sneakers, and like jerseys, right? Yep. And the, the moment we actually, we, we uh, stepped in there and everyone turned and like looked at us like, oh, they're the bosses? And I looked at Marlon, he looked at me and we just like shook it off and we, sat down at that table and handled business. And uh, um, by the time the uh, meeting was, was, uh, was actually done, everyone that came to us and shook our hand and was like, wow, like you, you guys are so young and so uh, knowledgeable about the industry and uh, business and things you want and uh, contract law and um, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So they took the time to get to, uh, know us and actually see our intellect, right? Instead of just judging our, our uh, outerwear, you know, cause um, at that time I didn't have the kind of money to, uh, to um, have a suit. You know, I, I barely had two pair of pants. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm coming from poverty, right? You know, uh, staying in, inside a house that didn't um, have any uh, uh, hot water. You know what I'm saying? So I'm coming from that and I'm going to uh, mainstream situations, not even 21 years old. Mm -hmm. But uh, one thing that people could not dispute is my knowledge. Yes. You know, I'm coming to that uh, table with a depth of know-how and knowledge and just being so young too. And so it was a, uh, a, a very interesting experience. Damn. That's what I would say. Yeah, man. That's a good story. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you, uh, you had a question. Oh man. Do I? So uh oh, let's, let's go. Do it. All right. All right. What positive results could come from black communities 
supporting each other in the same way that immigrant communities take care of their own. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I would say if we uh, did that, that would be a major way that we rebuild Black Wall Street. Yeah. Um, everywhere else. Um, because you see uh, 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 migrants come into the country. They, they, they build a, a, a neighborhood. They set up uh, businesses. And everyone in that neighborhood, you know, uh, either A, gets a, a job there, or B, uh, hires them. So they make sure that their dollars recycle uh, re, uh, several times yes in their own excuse me uh neighborhoods you know and then they up they uh put their money um elsewhere so if black people just went back to um um how we did in say the the 1940s and 50s and and uh 60s um we, we would be like better off you know i believe that um I believe that we have a lot of very smart black people, especially in the uh, corporate sector. Yes. And, and these individuals have know-how that if they left those corporations at some point and brought that knowledge, capital, and uh, skills to um, our neighborhoods, we can be a powerful economic force. Agree. That is my view, and, and that's a uh, part of my uh, goal at uh, Hipteris. You know, so yeah. Uh, uh, how do you see it? My answer to that one, I mean, it's very much along the same lines of, of what you already said. But I mean, I I think that. I mean, I'm just gonna come out and say it, you know, we, we need to be more conscious, right? You know, we might have friends and, you know, let's say they get involved in a new home-based business and, uh, you know, maybe it's not for us. Maybe it's Amway, right? You right. know, cause everybody knows Amway, right? Oh yeah. People yeah. have made millions there. People have made no money, but you know, let's say you have a friend that does that, right? Well, there's different levels of support. Support doesn't necessarily mean that you right now can monetarily support someone's cause or idea or business. Right. You could support that friend by liking their Facebook page. That's one level of support. That's free. You could support that friend by just reposting something that they share on social media. That's free. And so it doesn't mean support doesn't necessarily mean that we got to write a check or that it has to be some type of financial burden on us. But I'm talking about being more conscious that, Hey, this person is trying to make more of themselves and build something for their family, you know, try their hand in entrepreneurship or creating a greater situation. So what is it that I can do 
to help that, even if it's not for me. It might not be for me, you know? Yeah. Amway might not be for me. But how can I support this person? I might not even have a small business myself. But right. I want to see this person do well. Right? And so I just think we definitely need to be more conscious of each other and that we need to help in what ways we can. I mean, if it is make a, make a donation, $20 to whatever project somebody has going on, then do that if you can, if you got it in your heart to give, right? If it's that kind of support that you feel is necessary. But many things we can do that cost nothing but small amount of time that can really mean a lot to someone you know, give them the confidence that they need to go another week, another month, trying whatever pursuit or venture that they're involved with. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, everything that's in my mind regarding this question just has to do with people being conscious and coming together to, to really try to support the people that's in their circle, in their network, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's kind of where I'm at on this one. So I'm just looking at, I mean, I, I know like if you take a look at, at our culture, I mean, we, we didn't come here voluntarily, right? In the beginning, right. so we're not immigrants. And so as you were saying, you know, immigrants would come over and they would be in their little pocket in their little neighborhood and, and build things up, right? And so it's, it's totally different. It's not, it's not really comparing the same, but I think this is a really powerful question because if you look at any other communities or cultures, how they really do stick together and they really help each other build up, uh, especially if you look at the family structure and you look at how they build up small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really my hope that we can implement that and get, get back to that point where everybody has a small business. And that's, that's really, really important because not only will that create jobs, but it'll create less of a dependence on this corporate America system that really wasn't designed for us to excel in. Let's be real. And so yeah, nothing more important than entrepreneurship and business ownership. And I think families should find a way to make their own way, you know, you know, go out and, and work at, at a hospital or, or be a teacher, nothing wrong with going out and, and having a profession. We all have to pay the bills somehow, but you're always going to hear me preach about a, a side gig. You know, I, I've got my philosophy. It talks about the the five to nine, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all go to the nine to five, but what are we doing in the hours of five to nine to build our, our dream, to build our future, our fortune for, for our family? So, yeah, it's, it's a couple of things on the top of my head. Hey, no, no, man, that's, that's, uh, that's all true. You know, that's, that's what we need, man. You know, uh, we need um, unity and, um, I respect the uh, answer that you uh, gave. You know, 
it's all about the S word support, you know, like when, when people go and purchase um, our book to start that, uh, that uh, candid conversation, you know, cause we always say that uh, questions are unheard answers, you know, they plant seeds. And so, you know, it's, it's going to plant many, many seeds for many, many generations. And um, that's what um, our culture needs. Right. So I have one more question for you, sir. All right. Okay. Let's see here. All right. So in your opinion, what hinders the economic progress of black communities? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Top of my head, I would say that nobody from that specific community is reinvesting into the community. Mm. So, you know, you, I mean, I, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, so my, my grandmother, I mean, they, they bought their house in, I don't know, maybe early seventies. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, from the age of five to 15, that's when I lived on the West side of Chicago, you know, in my grandmother's house. And so mm -hmm. the house had been in the family years and years. And so mm -hmm. she passed away in 2012. Right. And so what, what typically happens in most families, you know, you have a house like that and then it goes on to the next person in the family. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, she worked all those years of her life to, to pay it off. And so if you look back, you know, she, you know, her husband passed away uh, many, many years ago, my grandfather. And so as she got into her later years, um, she, you know, took some money against the, the house that she had gotten, you know, that she had paid off. Mm -hmm. And so in the end, um, I know that my, my folks were responsible for, you know, helping financially on some things regarding debt and in her home and things like that. But today there's no one in my family that, that owns that house. Someone else owns the house now. Mm. And so, you know, you look at that whole lesson in that, you know, how, how is it that it worked out that she lived in this house her whole life, paid it off by herself, you know, without a, a husband, right? And in the end, the house doesn't even go to a, a family member, right? Um, I believe it just ended up going back to the bank and that's what I'm talking about. So that's just mm -hmm. one personal story from my family. So, you know, if you grew up in a neighborhood or on a block, you should at least own a piece of that at yeah. some point in your life. I mean, so, you know, there might be a place that has multi units that you can pick up even with one or two family members. And now you're the landlord. Now you're, now you have the ability to own a piece of the community. It could be some type of commercial property that's in the, the neighborhood. You know, why not mm -hmm. 
get together with a couple of friends that you trust really well or family members and, and own that. And then you can decide what businesses are going to be. I mean, nobody's going to know better than you what the people that live in the neighborhood really want. Right. So why go 30 minutes to this other neighborhood when we could create that ourselves? And so, yeah, that's, that's really my answer to, to that one is that I think really we need to reinvest as well as own things in the communities that we came from. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. Well, I would just briefly add um, what you said is, is a hundred percent facts and truth. Um, I would add that the problem is lack of knowledge, right? So the, uh, issue is, Hey, I, uh, I don't want to cut you off. I just got a visitor. I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick break here. Okay. Pause this. Okay. One second. All right. Uh, yeah. We're back from our quick break. <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right. How you guys doing? Uh, nah, um, I was just saying uh, uh, briefly that we have a lack of proper knowledge, right? Um, I don't make it a, uh, a uh, uh, secret that I have issues with the current financial uh, literacy that Black people are being taught, you know, the uh, issue is when we typically get knowledge, uh, it's, it's uh, outdated. No, nobody is using that no more. Like we have a trickle down system in economic and financial knowledge. So that's why it is very important that People first go to wealthlegion.com, subscribe to that email list, yes, and get some personal financial knowledge and know-how. Very important. Uh, also, go to uh, hipterist.com. That's H-I-P-T-U-R-I-S-T dot com. Sign up, subscribe, uh, because I am breaking down economics, which is the official language of money in yeah. plain terms. So John Hall and I are giving you that updated, relevant, financial economic knowledge that you need right now. Uh, be, uh, because our economy is nosediving. It is going to happen, and it's very serious. And people need to know how to navigate yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I would definitely use those two sources, honestly, right? And that's just how I see it, man. It's like we have to have the right knowledge uh for right now that will help us out tomorrow. Amen. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you, sir. So I got a question for you. All right. Here we go. 
Do you think there are sufficient news outlets that cover topics that are important and relevant to black people? <laughs> um, I'm setting you up too. I know, man. All right. Well, I believe that there are some, but we need more. Right. Right. And, uh, that's why I'm so excited, you know, like, like I just said, uh, uh, our two uh, platforms are joining that black media fight. Uh, because like, like, there is so much knowledge out there that we actually need. But the issue is, we have to, uh, we have to fight through all of the uh, uh, disinformation and uh, um, other types of just noise, right? Mm -hmm. To give people what they're now asking for. You know, like black people are hungry for uh, wellness, financial, and economic knowledge, right? We are hungry for um, getting ahead, um, understanding housing stuff. Uh, life insurance um, information, uh, stock investments, um, why the whole economy um, is not uh, uh, fair to black people, you know what I'm saying? And like that kind of stuff. So I believe that there are some, but there, there needs to be a lot more, right? You know, we, we need to just like dominate media, period, you know, with the right knowledge, not mm -hmm. just hearsay. Um, I'm very passionate about uh, financial uh, freedom and independence and teaching that uh, because that's that's the type of information that black people is going to need. And, you know, uh, personal um, finance um, as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, the both of us is going to do like a lot of uh, videos and a uh, podcast and, and also um, uh, uh, synergies and, you know, co collaborative uh, efforts, man, you know, like we are here on the, the uh, front lines, you know, to, to help our, our people actually uh, uh, move forward. And yep. I'm glad now, especially that, that people that they, they get to hear the, the, the benefit of John Hall's wealth of just brain knowledge, man. You know, I, I always hear it and I feel spoiled. So yeah. now they get to hear it, man. And, you know, let's just give it to them, man. Like, yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, because, because you know, you don't really see a lot of us um, having these, these uh, financial economic conversations in a way that is actually going to help and give uh, people uh, actionable tips. Mm -hmm. So, they won't uh, get into uh, debt pitfalls and that kind of stuff, man. You know, so I'm excited, man, especially for uh, John Hall's knowledge that's coming out. You know, uh, did you just just uh, do a a, a video and um, podcast about something that's very crucial? Uh, auto finance. Uh, uh, what uh, what what was the phrase? Uh, yeah, I did. No, I appreciate you mentioning that. So yeah, just yesterday, uh, came out with a new 
episode. So yeah, it's on the Wealth Legion YouTube, uh, as well as the podcast. And the title is Don't Buy a Car Unless. And so I really just dive real deep on the past 16 years of mm. my experiences in going from a car that's all paid off and having no car payment to uh, making a couple of bad decisions on purchasing vehicles for the wrong reason or mm -hmm. at the wrong time and the impact, you know, that that had on my, my life. And mm. so, uh, just wanted to share that story because I, I had a discussion with uh, one of my younger friends that's 22 and, you know, he's getting ready to make some larger purchases and decisions regarding life events. You know, he's, um, going to be adopting his brother, uh, due to, oh, wow. you know, um, some, yes, 15 year old brother due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, purchasing a home, all these kind of things. And so, yeah, just, I'm playing a role in helping him navigate through these things. And we got into a discussion and I just said, look, you know, I've been through some things and I don't want you to make different choices that I made. So, yeah. Let me share some stuff with you. And yeah, that kind of turned into a, a podcast and kind of turned into a video because I, I have never heard anyone that's coming from the perspective of telling you exactly what they did, what they went through, how making this decision and financing, you know, this amount of money, you know, mm -hmm. at a ridiculous percentage, like, you know, let's say your, your credit's not in good shape when you get into a car and you're, you know, you're paying 10% on 30 grand, you know, that's, that's right. not good. <laughs> right. And, you know, let's say that you, you had a vehicle that you owe 15 on, but it's only worth nine. So now you've got negative equity position. Then you're, you know, taking that previous loan and putting it onto another loan, you know, uh, of 25,000. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're financing a huge amount and then a bulk of that is going to be negative equity. And, you know, some people don't even know what that term means or how bad of a deal that really is. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to tell anybody, any of the mistakes I made, I mean, we could talk about, you know, options trades where I, I've lost thousands of dollars in a matter of seconds. We could talk about stocks that I've owned that I went down 99% on my original principal. I can mm -hmm. tell you, you know, these gurus want to come out and tell you all about their wins and their successes and right. tell anybody about failure because I think that, you know, you can learn from things that I've done, you know, all the things that I've experienced have brought me to the point that I'm at today to have the knowledge that I have in the world of finance. And I'm, I'm hundred percent transparent. You know, you want to talk about things that I've done wrong or, or messed up. If, if I can share one piece of information with you, that's going to reduce your learning curve or allow you to not fall into the same position that I have been, you know, that's not beneficial. <laughs> then right, I, right. I want to do that. So yeah, man, I appreciate you bringing that up. It's a great episode. I think it's one of the best ones I've done so far, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Anybody that's, you know, looking at purchasing a vehicle or know someone that's looking to go that road and is going to get into some kind of financing situation, 
Mm -hmm. I would highly encourage you to listen to that podcast or tune in to that YouTube video. Thanks, Jay. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Um, like I said earlier, man, I always benefit from like our uh, personal uh, candid conversations. And so I just feel that everyone needs to hear this too as well because I get spoiled. Very glad about that, but everyone else, they they need to hear it. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, um, glad that we uh, um, find time in our schedule, which is crazy now, to, you know, to um, um, have these talks and that kind of stuff and, like, share those stories. And you're right. Um, there are a lot of uh, experts out there that just kind of wow and dow you, you know, with all their uh, gains and wins, but... Um, I believe that failure is feedback. Mm. And so in that uh, podcast, I was like, wow, like he's really giving, um, you know, um, uh, knowledge about a situation that a lot of us that we uh, jump into. Right. And, and it's just, it needs to be heard, man. So definitely check out that uh, episode on auto uh, financing, man, because I made a, a couple mistakes in in like my my early uh teens and 20s with you know getting cars and other cars and that kind of stuff and so um had i known that that uh that um kind of stuff you know i would be wow just i would do it way differently you know and that's also why we you know we uh we came together and we we wrote our book to plant those seeds via questions mm-hmm know in people's minds so they can start to have a arsenal of like mental tools you know um um in their head to you know to like draw back to like man you know what i remember that that question inside that book and you know it it said this is this so maybe i shouldn't do this right now right and so that's that's what we want man so yeah <laughs> Yeah, actually, on that episode, I uh, I thought about it and I, I came up with a new phrase that I had never heard before, mm -hmm. had had not seen. But so we've got, you know, serial killers, right? We, you know, we've got serial entrepreneurs, yeah, people that that have all these different businesses. Mm -hmm. And so basically, I just looked at you know what I had experienced you know, going from this car to this car to this car. And I mean, I know other people do it too. And so the goal is to not have a car payment, is to own your car outright, right? And so I looked at, I looked at the behavior and I said, oh, so that's, that's serial auto financing, <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. you're going from loan to loan to loan. And let me tell you what that is a recipe for that's the recipe to be in servitude for the rest of your life, which is called debt. And we don't yeah. want, we don't, we don't want any part of that. And so, no. yeah, I, I certainly made the decision uh, to never have a car payment again, but oh, I yeah. will continue to educate people on what I call serial auto financing. And that's something to be avoided. You, oh yeah. You yeah. don't want to do that. No. Serial auto financing, right? 
You, you heard it here at wealthlegion.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, just saying, yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're right about that because right now um, uh, our economy is crashing because of debt. And a lot of that is actually auto debt. Uh, you know, it started in uh, 08 with like housing debt and because of a uh, housing debt, people, they got into credit card debt because of credit card debt that they got into uh, auto debt and then student loan debt. So now we're uh, economically dealing with all these different debt fronts at the same time. And it's just converging and it's, it's, it's going to be nasty. So yeah. So, uh, Serial auto is serious, man. Uh, financing is like a very serious topic, and I'm I'm pretty glad that you you uh you uh took it up and uh broke it down. I'll I'll talk about it more because that's definitely. definitely something we want to be knowledgeable of, right? Yeah, and something that we want to avoid. Nothing wrong with having a a car payment that's affordable. You're always going to hear me say that's affordable, that, right? You said the key word: ten percent of your income should be uh -huh. your car payment. So, you know, if you, if you make five grand a month, 500 a month is affordable. If you make 2000 a month, 200 a month is affordable. And those are the facts. So if you're paying 500 a month on a car payment and you only make two grand, you're in a lot of trouble. You can't really afford that even though you can pay for it. And so, Ooh, yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, yeah, there's things that we can, I mean, if you've got money in your bank account, you could pay for something doesn't mean you can afford it. Those are two totally different things, mm. right? So yeah. just be, be cautious of that if you're, if you're listening. And so I'll, you'll hear me mention again over and over, 10% to your car payment, if you have a car payment. I'm hoping you don't. I'm, right, I'm trying to help right. you not have a car payment, right? But 10% and not, not more than that, or you're way over budget on, on how you're spending your money. Okay. Wow. Wow. That that sounds like the current uh, allocation to uh, to certain stocks. Yes. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Our next conversation. Yeah, because uh, John Hall has a body of wealth of knowledge on equities and everything. Man, you know he's a um, like he has all the right accolades. So yeah, our next conversation definitely, man. Don't even let me get into the crypto. Uh, oh, yeah. That's the third conversation coming. <laughs> yeah, man. so yeah, stops coming up. They're, they're not ready for that. No, but people, they need to hear John Hall lecture about uh, uh, crypto, man. But, you know, I don't know. It sounds like you're coming out with a course or uh, something. Oops. Yeah, we <laughs> definitely have a course coming up. So need that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I have no no release date, but I know this weekend I'm going to be putting a lot of time into part of, part of that. Oh but, yeah, oh yeah. Right now, man. Yeah, just everything right now is being focused toward this book launch. I mean, so many people just want to want to have it, want to read it. So many people that's curious, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, some very prominent folks we've got on the radar. I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to having talks with them and I'm looking forward to seeing photos with them with the book in their hands. Uh, it's going to be pretty surreal. So 
definitely gonna happen, man. You, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, definitely. You know, and I'm uh, I'm excited to to uh, get it to these are uh, these uh, prominent um, individuals, and you know, we're we're gonna have a lot of uh, coverage, press, a lot more candid conversation about the uh, books, and then also uh, topics that relate to the, the actual uh, uh, question. So a lot more information is coming soon. Yeah, man, what I'm looking forward to seeing is other groups of folks having these type of discussions around the questions. So oh, yeah. you know, imagine on a Friday night and someone has a Facebook Live and there's 100 people on there and they're talking about these questions. And so I, I want to participate in that. Uh, I yes. want to do the, the groundwork to make sure that, you know, there's 100 of those conversations on a Friday being held. So, yeah, man, we got a lot of work to do. Definitely, definitely. Hey, and, and we are here to do it. All right. So, of course, you know, I got to end on some promo. You guys oh, yeah. go out to hipturist.com. That's H-I-P-T-U-R-I-S-T. And subscribe. Um, Thank you. Fantastic information. And, you know, they've got YouTube. They've got podcasts. Definitely want to be tuned in. I, I know of some of the things that are going to be coming in a very short amount of time that mm. you don't want to miss. And I guarantee you that is insight that you're not going to find anywhere else. They're not going to be talking about this on CNBC. You're not mm -hmm. going to find it on Twitter. <laughs> um, you really want to want to subscribe to, to Hipterus and, and get that information. So thank you, sir. That's all, that's Appreciate all I got. It. That's all I got. All right. And, and like I was saying, Go to wealthlegion.com. That's wealthlegion.com and learn personal finance and serial auto financing. That's a very intriguing uh, uh, topic. Um, John has a podcast, YouTube, and uh, Instagram. You know, he, he has a, a lot of exclusive uh, memes and stuff on that Instagram uh, page. And free blog with yes. free financial actionable tips. You know, I'm not, I'm not charging anybody. I'm trying to give everything away. I just want to provide so much, so much value because, I mean, I think to whom much is given, much is expected, so. Definitely, definitely, sir. All right, man. Well, All right. Let's wrap this one up for today. I, I had a great time on here and let's get back on here in the next couple of days and definitely give them another, give them another discussion. All right. All right, John. All right, everybody. All right. Take care.